I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the second episode of The Live Mike. I am your host, Mike Beck. You can go ahead and quickly follow me on Twitter if you like, at MichaelBeck56. We have an action-packed show for you today on Behind the Steel Curtains, The Live Mike. Uh, kicking things off, we have Steelers outside linebacker Tuzar Skipper joining the show. Secondly, from the Tribe Sports, we got Joe Rudder. And lastly, of course, we have our fan spotlight. This week, we have at SteelersKillerB on Twitter. Um, we will get to him at the very end of the show. Firstly, we should get right into it, and we got Tuzar Skipper on the line. Let's not keep him waiting, and welcome Tuzar Skipper into the conversation. Tuzar, uh, how's training going? Uh, not bad, not bad. You know, it's a little, it's a little hard doing it by yourself, but um, you know, it, ha- it has to get done. So you know, you got to find a way. Now, is there like any team activities at all, like conferences, just phone calls, or anything able to go on right now? Yeah, yeah, we're doing virtual meetings uh, through Zoom and things like that. So you know, again, those are voluntary, but um, you know, uh, order an uh, order for us to get to where we want to go, which is to go to the Super Bowl and win a championship. You know, you got to put in the time and you got to start at the basics. So even though you know your plays and everything like that, still good, um, you know, good idea to show up. And, you know, even though you're a veteran or anything like that, you know, it just sets the tone for the young guys and know that, you know, we're about business here and uh, we're trying to win a, win a Super Bowl. Awesome. Now, Steelers fans kind of uh, really took affection to you after exploding in the preseason, um, registering five sacks. Have you felt that love on social media? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I get tagged in things like that. Um, you know, I get mentioned with a whole bunch of people tweets and, uh, you know, they at me on through via Instagram. So I definitely feel the love from the fans. Now, Going back to those five sacks, did you kind of expect that production, or was that uh, even surprising for you? Um, it was a little surprising for me. Um, you know, I, I was, <laughs> um, you know, you're going into a game or, you know, the preseason, you're hoping to, you know, to get a couple, one, two, you know, three, but not five. So um, it definitely came as a surprise. But um, um, this is what I, what I wanted, though. <laughs> definitely what I wanted. Um, So I guess not making the initial 53, was it a little bittersweet ending up on uh, your home state Giants? Uh, it was cool. It definitely was cool. Um, it was an, exp- it was, uh, an experience, um, you know, and I'm grateful for that experience uh, and grateful for the opportunity. Um, it, it was fun while it lasted. And, um, yeah, that's that. So when you came back to Pittsburgh, um, what were kind of the emotions going through your head? Um, you know, I'm back to where it all started. So I'm back, you know, I'm where I'm mostly comfortable. Um, you know, uh, just wanted to get back to work, you know, where I left off. Um, you know, I, 
had a good preseason now. I just wanted to have a good regular season. Now, kind of transitioning into this year, um, what do you think of the guys in the outside uh, linebacker locker room, especially after the addition of Alex Highsmith? Um, you know, we're excited to have him. Uh, definitely excited to have any contributor who's going to help us get to that end goal. Um, like Coach Tomlin says, he doesn't care how you got there. Um, you know you're there. And we're we're expecting to use every bit of help that we can. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a rookie, year two, year three, year four, year ten. Um, you know, but having new rookies, definitely excited, um, you know, and we welcome them with open arms. Now, with that being said, uh, do you think this defense has potential to be one of those, I guess, all-time great units that kind of go down in history a few years down the road from now? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what, it's, that's what Pittsburgh is known for, to be honest with you, is the defense. Am I right? Um, defense set the tone, you know, and we pride ourselves on defense. Um Beginning of your game, special teams kick off. <laughs> we know our defense is going out there first. <laughs> if if we win the toss, we're we're declining it and we send our defense out there. And um, you know, we actually hope the other team, you know, want our defense out there first. You know, we we want them to receive the ball so we could just send our defense out there. And that just says a lot about you know our defense and how we feel about it. Now, T.J. Watt, of course, uh, was one of the players that was mentioned quite a lot when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. Of course, kind of playing the same position. Is there something that you can kind of take watching him practice and kind of uh, develop in your own game? What's it kind of like being uh, in that same room with him? Um, just seeing the way he prepares for a game, um, see how he practice. Um, like we're around the same age, but this man the way of thinking it's very elite and you see why he's having success that he's having and wreaking havoc on um the other team's offense um he just this man does everything right he watches film he take care of his body um he just anything that you can think of in that column of extracurricular to benefit him you can check it off. And I, as you can see during the season, it's working. So, you know, I see his preparation, um, you know, the way he takes care of himself, his diet, his discipline, basically. That's what I really take from it is to sum everything up is his discipline. It's very disciplined. Now, um, I guess to talk about another player, uh, being a college teammate with uh, Deontay Johnson. When you're in that Toledo locker room, did uh, guys already know he was going to be as good as he was in his rookie season? Of course, uh, going on to be named uh, one of the all pros. Um, You know, we, we, didn't ex- we, 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 I'll say this. We always want the best for, um you know, our former teammates and things like that. Um, to we seen it coming, but to, for it to be this big and you know the impact that he had, we didn't expect for it to come that quick. You know, um, we expect him to definitely make noise. He, that's Deontay Johnson. As uh, that man can move, you know. Um, but as fast as he did, that's what caught us by surprise. Now, just two more questions for you. Um, firstly, uh, what is your goal for this season, personal and team? Um, personal was just to get out there on that field more. Um, definitely contribute heavily, 
heavily to special teams, be a special teams uh, player, and uh, definitely contribute, you know, to when they need me out there playing defensive snaps. Uh, my primarily goal is to help out on special teams because, you know, that's where uh, we need help at. Um, that's where, you know, where guys need to fill in that. And uh, I'm happy to, uh, to do what I can do to, you know, fill that spot. And then second would be to um, play those positional downs in place. Awesome. Um, and then I guess uh, lastly here, what's the one thing that you want Steelers Nation to know about you? <laughs> Not That's to completely put you on a spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something that you never heard before. <laughs> um... I don't know. I think I'm maybe like their first guy from Connecticut, I believe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I, I would say I'm a hard worker. Definitely a hard worker. Perfect. That's a good way to end off. Hopefully we can uh, chat again. Hopefully with a nice sparkly ring on your finger at the end of February. Let's just hope this, uh, this thing gets underway. Definitely. Awesome. Thanks again. Much Thank appreciated. You. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Tuzar Skipper joining me. What a great conversation. You know, I think he is someone who could end up exploding onto the scene and be one of those players that we kind of talk about as uh, where did they come from? You know, uh, James Harrison's a guy that bounced around to tons of teams, so it's happened before. And who knows, maybe even Tuzar could be one of those guys. Let's keep uh, the topic of Tuzar Skipper going with our next guest. We got Joe Rudder from Trib Sports. Joe, how you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. So I uh, I just spoken with uh, Steelers outside linebacker uh, Tuzar Skipper, um, and I was kind of wondering your thoughts kind of on the position. Um, right now, just seems like the only certainties at middle linebackers, Bush, Williams, and uh, Ulysses Gilbert. Um, could you see the team dressing, say, five or even six outside linebackers that could make this uh, team? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question because you know right now you got the obvious starters and Watt and Dupree um, behind them. Uh, I guess you're looking at Ola Denny and Tuzar Skipper as really the only options right now with any kind of NFL experience. And you know both of those guys behind Watt and Dupree are very limited. So I, I would say those two guys are the front runners. You know, going in this to get to win spots on the roster, but that's really an area that they didn't. I mean, they, they have Alex Highsmith that they drafted as a pass rusher, so he'll figure in there somewhere. I think, you know, it's if they keep five, then Tuzar is probably the fifth guy. If they keep four, it's him or Ola Denny, and maybe Tuzar ends up back on the practice squad. Um, or, you know, I guess Ola might have some, well, I'm not sure if he has eligibility for that, but yeah, I could see both those guys making the team, especially when you're having the expanded rosters this year. Right now. Um, I guess with, uh, Tuzar, uh, he really kind of exploded on the scene last preseason five sacks, which even when asking him about it, he seemed surprised that he was able to have that kind of production. Um, do you think he could possibly turn that into something he could perform in the regular season being a pass rushing specialist? It could be. It's, you know, it's just a matter of, I think what they want to do is if you look at last year, especially you know when Anthony Ciccolo was off for a while with his incident, that 
really TJ Watt and Bud Dupree played a lot of snaps. I think one was at 90% for the year. One was at 86%. I don't think the Steelers want to have them on the field as much. I think they want to have back them off a little bit closer to maybe 80. And, you know, they want to be able to move guys in there, keep them fresh. So I think that they could have a situation where Tuzar Skipper, Ola Denny, where they want to be able to rely on these guys more so they can use them, you know, maybe for a series at a time or every other series for a little bit, just to kind of give these guys a break, you know, so they can keep them fresh throughout the whole season. Now, something Tuzar and I also spoke about uh, was the potential of this defense as a unit. Do you think, uh, when we were chatting, he seemed to think they have the potential to be one of those all-time units, one that kind of gets remembered. Um, Do you think this defense has that level of potential? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It has the it has the possibility of being that way. I mean, if they had, you know, both outside linebackers had a great year last year. Cam Hayward's still strong up the middle. They, you know, they again are you know among the top defensive teams in sacks. Um, you know, they've shown to be able to get out against the quarterback. And, and the defense overall played a lot better. Got a lot of turnovers, um, which they hadn't gotten the year before. But you got to do it more than one year to kind of get recognized. And it, there's certainly a step in that direction. But there's been issues like run defense has been spotty at times. Um, but as far as pressuring the quarterback, you know, they are definitely one of the top units in the AFC, if not the whole NFL. Right. So then I guess the premier name on that defense, of course, uh, being T.J. Watt, being as close as he was to winning a defensive player of the year. Um, Do you think we've seen the best out of him or is there still uh, room for improvement? Well, I definitely think there's room for improvement. Um, you know, he's kind of made this steady. I mean, he's, he's, he's made this progress that has really kind of been eye opening. Um, you know, he keeps getting better every year. And at this point of his career, you know, there's no reason to think that, you know, not to think that the best is yet to come. Um, yeah, he, he's performing at an elite level. And I think the Steelers want to try to, you know, even though he has potentially two years left on his contract, kind of lock him up longer term so they can have him here as a guy that, you know, he's still on this team pushing into his 30s. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, that they feel that he has a lot left to show. And the way his career's gone, you know, it's certainly a good feeling that he could do that. Now, I guess with the rest of the defense, is there one name necessarily, someone that hasn't really kind of uh, broken out yet, but someone who may have been in the on the roster years prior that kind of could uh, actually develop into being a, a player that you could see uh, taking a bigger step in uh, 2020? On the defense, um, it would maybe be somebody up front. Um, somebody that they might throw in to use more in the nose tackle. Um, you know, I mean, to me, the biggest question mark on this defense is how Stephon Tewitt's going to come back. But he's a known commodity. You know, he's been around enough five, six years now, has a big contract. But, they, you know, I, I think they were hoping at the point he was at last year that he would really be ready to take a step forward. But I'm thinking maybe a younger guy like Isaiah Bugs. Um, you know, maybe Alex Highsmith comes in and, and has a little bit 
bigger of a role, although I don't sense anything immediate from him. Uh, you know, on the back end, I mean, you have Mike Hilton, who's who's been strong, and I think they like what he can bring as a slot corner. And, and, I mean, the obvious one's Minka Fitzpatrick, but he, he played at an all-pro level last year. But as far as somebody kind of coming up, um, you know, maybe like an Isaiah Bugs. Um, but, I, you know, if you're putting me in the spot on somebody on that defense that they're, they're really looking to improve, it had to be Stephon to it. OK, now talking about that nose tackle position, how do you uh, figure this team is going to uh, roll those players out? Who's going to kind of grab the bar there? That's going to be one of the great things to watch if and when there ever is a training camp, because um, I think it's a given that OTAs probably aren't going to happen on the field. But, you know, they really didn't draft anybody there. I mean, Carlos Davis is a seventh round pick. I don't think they're counting on him to jump in right away. Um, I don't think uh, Daniel McCullers in year, whatever this is for him, that they're going to carve out a big role for him. I think he is what he is, and he's going to be lucky to keep his spot on the roster. Chris Warmly maybe can fill in there in a punch. Tyson Alou-Alou. Uh, it makes you think that maybe they're going to not go with three down a true nose tackle in some instances. Um, you know, might have more sub package, more of using a Chris Wormley more as a tackle instead of a, like a defensive tackle instead of a nose tackle. Maybe go with four down linemen in some instances. I think they're going to mix things up a lot. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess Tyson Alou right now, but there's really no true nose tackle on this team. Now, I guess uh, transitioning a little away from football and kind of more about you, of course, uh, people will know you more for your work. But uh, I, I guess uh, why I kind of figure out more about uh, the people reporting, um, I want to know how you got into this business. Mm. I always like to I always like to write and went to college for journalism and communication at Point Park in downtown Pittsburgh and uh, just, you know, started at the ground roots level covering high schools and everything under the sun for the Tribune Review coming out of college. Um, you know, moved away, came back, and then came back when there was an opening, and I've been there almost 30 years now. Did college football for a while, a couple years, and then morphed into baseball and covered the Pirates for almost 14 seasons. Um, so that's my true background as baseball and as a Pirate guy. And then I transitioned into an editor's role, worked in the in office for about eight, nine years, but wanted to get back to writing, always did. And there was an opportunity in 2016, about a third of the way into the season, to replace somebody that had left. And I was able to jump back on into writing and became our Steelers beat writer. So this 17, 18, 19, this will be my fourth full season, you know, and, I, and I've had a blast doing it. I mean, I've always grown up, you know, a Steeler fan and uh, now being able to cover the team. And, you know, it's, it's kind of completed my career going from baseball now to the, the most important beat on the staff. Awesome. Now, I guess uh, what kind of advice for someone who's kind of coming up or someone watching you and is like, man, I want to be a writer. What kind of advice would you give to that person? Um, you got to kind of put your fan hat aside, um, you know, especially when you're dealing in relationships with with, you know, players and management and you know, if you're writing objectively, you don't want to come across as a homer. You don't want to come across as someone who's always negative. I mean, you have columnists that can do some of those type of things. But really, as a reporter, you're supposed to be objective, get the facts, you know, try to make your stories interesting, try to find different ways, different avenues to approach things, whether it's through statistics or stories, you know, about the players growing up, things like that. And, you know, I like to try to find interesting things about each subject that I'm writing. But, yeah, you have to have a passion for the sports and for the, the writing end of it, just not just not being a sports fan, but the writing end of it, the reporting, the gathering information, the research. 
um, things like that. And, and it's there's a lot more avenues now than when I broke into the business because of the Internet. There's, you know, websites and blogs and you know, all different kind of ways to do it. There's, you know, more outlets out there. You know, the TV stations are hiring people to, to write for them now. Um, you know, radio stations are doing some of that type of stuff. So there's a lot more avenues out there. But to be passionate and, you know, try to get your work out there and it's noticed by as many people as possible. Right. Now, two two more questions before uh, I'll let you off the hook. Um, what are you most excited about for this 2020 Steelers season, assuming it goes down? I want to see how Ben Roethlisberger comes back. I mean, that's the big thing, you know, going into, I guess it'll be a 17th year, um, you know, coming off a major surgery. The Steelers have obviously put all of their, you know, proverbial eggs in one basket. You know, they're they're riding on him, counting him to, you know, be the leader of this team. You know, they didn't bring any veteran backup, didn't draft anybody. So they're really going all in with him. And, you know, the natural thing is to see how he bounced back. And does he still have the same zip on his passes? Does he have the accuracy after being off for, you know, what is it? It'll probably be 10 months or 11 months by the time the season starts. Um, you know, I think that's, you know, to see how he fares and whether he can improve this offense, that was, you know, historically bad last year for the Steelers, whether they keep, they can get them back to where they need to be. All right. Now, last question. This seems, uh, when I asked it to other people, it seems to be a hard one. What is one thing you want this Steelers Nation fan base to know about you? <laughs> <laughs> to know about me? Well, me as the writer is, I will always try to objectively give you the information out there, um, you know, uh, I, I will be critical with times. I'll be positive when it needs to be, um, you know, that uh, that, you know, I always try to be fair and balanced, uh, not to sound like Fox News or whatever. But, uh, I, you know, I always try to give you the most correct, up to date, accurate information that I can. Awesome. Joe, thank you so much for your time. Sure. Anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Joe Rudder, the Steelers beat reporter for Trib Sports. Um honor speaking with him obviously someone who's been in this uh, industry a long time and someone i could definitely learn from so again thank him for coming on the show um i guess a little bit more Tuzar talk just myself uh, my own thoughts quickly here before we get into our fan spotlight um i think this team will end up taking way more outside linebackers on this final roster than uh, inside linebackers i think the magic number for that linebacker position is nine i think you might only see three possibly four in the middle i think the three locks for inside linebacker Devin Bush, Vince Williams, and of course Ulysses Gilbert, who is primed, I think, to have a huge season, especially in kind of a receiving uh, downs type linebacker. I think we could see a lot out of Ulysses, um, but I think outside you could see a whole lot more and a whole lot more uh, in numbers. Of course, TJ and Bud, they're not going anywhere. Um, then you got Ola Skipper right behind both uh, the Toledo alum and then, of course, Alex Highsmith. That last, maybe possibly sixth position, it could swing between inside and outside linebacker, just kind of depending on who kind of grabs the bar in training camp. It could come from either side. I wouldn't be surprised any way that it goes down, but uh, I think... This year's training camp, depending on how long and when it is, I think that is one thing to watch that kind of last linebacker spot. It's not going to necessarily be inside linebacker versus inside linebacker. It could be inside versus outside, and that's what it comes down to for that final spot. And it's got to be someone that's a beast on special teams because that's, I think, one of the things this team highlighted in the draft was getting better on specials. 
So with that being said, let's get into our fan spotlight. This week we got Steelers Killer B. Um, you've definitely seen him a lot on Twitter before. Without further ado, let's welcome him into the conversation now at Steelers Killer B on Twitter. Now, is that what I should call you? Um, you can call me Steelers Killer B. My real name is Anik, but either way is fine. Um, Now, we just got off uh, the phone here uh, talking a little earlier with Tuzar Skipper. He was a preseason beast a year ago. Um, Do you think he's a guy who could uh, contribute in 2020? Uh, Yes, definitely much so. I mean, the few interviews and interactions I've seen of Tuzar have been – he seems like a genuine guy. But as far as the field goes, he's a monster, man. Like you said, the preseason – he was wrecking havoc and getting to the quarterback, fast, strong linebacker, and definitely. And the thing about Pittsburgh is we groom linebackers and wide receivers pretty well. So with the right coaching and polishing up a few things, definitely I feel like he could be a helping hand to this team. Awesome. Now, do you think uh, there could be any other uh, surprises of guys that were kind of already on the roster last year that could also possibly uh, explode on the scene in uh, 2020? Hmm. Off the top of my head, not really right now, but because everyone on the defensive side of the ball, I feel like that has their starting role or keeping those roles. But like, I really like Cam Sutton, uh, Justin Lane might surprise a few people. So guys like that. <clears throat> All right. Now, um, I guess kind of transitioning to you and our fan spotlight. What's it kind of like being an influential uh, member of Steelers Twitter? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, man. Influencer. Um, Those are like celebrity words. I don't really see myself as that. But I guess in terms of like the Steelers world and Steelers bubble, I kind of do have like one of the more popular accounts. Uh, which is pretty cool, man. I'm super blessed and grateful, you know, through those, through that account, I've formed a lot of relationships and friendships that will probably last forever and super just thankful for it. Now, I'm sure there's probably uh, a few people listening that kind of hope to one day have an account that uh, has kind of the outreach that yours has. Kind of what uh, what did you do that um, kind of created this giant following or was it kind of just organic? Um, I do. A, uh, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of components. The main thing is a few years ago, Twitter did allow you to follow more than I think like now it's only like up to like 300, 400. But usually I would you have to follow Steeler, other Steeler fans to like get, you know, some kind of traction to your account. But once you once you get the ball rolling and have a couple thousand, then it just through your tweets and through, you know, being consistent tuning good content like your your tweets just get out there more and it was just a snowball effect plus interactions with like the Steeler players helped as well right and doing giveaways stuff like that um now did the handle just kind of come uh 
through the kind of nickname of the the big three and Big Ben, Love Bell, and Antonio Brown? Yes, sir. I created the account in 2015, I believe, and the Killer Bees were really, you know, hot thing going on. So that's where the name stemmed from. I thought about changing it with, you know, the death of the Killer Bees, but <laughs> so many people on Twitter just know me as Killer Bee. So right, I might as well keep it. <laughs> we still got the one, so hopefully that uh, can reach a little bit longer. Exactly. Um, I guess uh, what made you a Steelers fan? What made me a Steelers fan? Good question. Um, so in 2004, I was just randomly flipping through the channels and all of my family were a Redskins fan. I did not want to be a Redskins fan. So, um, I was just flipping through the channels and there he was like crazy hair wearing number 43 flying around like Superman. And that just hooked me right away. I'm talking about Troy Palomalu and then the black and gold jerseys. It was, it was super unique and it just hooked me right away. And then 2006 of January, the playoff run that ended up winning the Super Bowl, that's when I like fell in love because that's when I got a little more older, started to understand the game more. And yeah, ever since 2006 of January, I just fell in love with the team and the rest is history. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. My story is pretty similar to yours. Um, I guess, uh, what are you looking forward to this upcoming season? <laughs> This season, well, first of all, just having the season in general, man. Right, like, it's been right. a rough 2020, and um, I think we're really going to need this one. And it's going to be have, nice to have sports back and football back in general. But a couple things, the 2020 defense, um, I can't wait to see how they progress and gel together after coming off a huge 2019 season. Bush, Watt, and Minka carrying us into the future. Still have the veteran presence in Hayden and Hayward and guys like that. The offensive pieces, the wide receiver room is deep, man. And then hopefully Claypool can be like a Martavis Bryant 2.0 without the, you know, the headache. You know, <laughs> good size, good speed. Uh, Juju for a bounce back year. Connor for a bounce back year. But number one side, I think me and all all Steelers fans, number one thing we're all looking forward to is probably the return of Big Ben Roethlisberger, man. So Randy Feekner, Mason Rudolph, Doug Hodges, just step out the way. <laughs> Let Ben do his thing, man. And uh, hopefully he stays healthy and can lead us. Awesome. Now, I guess – Oh, we, we could only hope. Um, last question here. What do you want this fan base to know about you? Um, what do I want this fan base to know about me? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, this is silly as heck, but it's not really something like serious or deep. It's really something funny, and that's me being superstitious, you know. When it comes to the Steelers, I'm a very superstitious guy, so I will switch jerseys during a game if it's, you know, we're leading. I will sit in a certain spot if we're losing or something or winning, and change out my boxer and socks so i guess if there's that's one cool unique thing about me i'm a superstitious fan awesome thank you so much he is at steelers killer b on twitter anik thank you for joining me you're welcome mike thank you for having me on that was Steelers Killer B on Twitter, also known as Anik. If you didn't know that, that was uh, pretty interesting. Uh, 
kind of cool learning about some of those uh, Twitter personalities that uh, y- you, f- you see every single day. Kind of know that personal side is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this segment to you. So if you want to be on the fan spotlight, it's simple. I just got to find you. You got to be kind of relevant. You got to be around. You got to be doing stuff in the Steelers internet world. The easiest way to do that is if you follow me at MichaelBeck56 on Twitter. That's where I'm going to find most of you. And if you're following behind the Steel Curtain and you interact with a lot of our stuff, I would love to feature each and every one of you if you can. And I will get to it surely, slowly but surely make that. I will talk to as many of you as I possibly can. I want to get to know our fan base. So go ahead, follow me. I'll probably follow you back at MichaelBeck56 on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, Just before I get out here, again, I want to thank our amazing guests. Tuzar Skipper, of course, Steelers outside linebacker. Joe Rutter from Trib Sports and our fan spotlight for this week, Steelers Killer B. Again, just make sure you're following me, following the the program at Behind the Steel Curtain um, to get your chance to be featured on this show. And as I sign out here, I just want to thank you all for listening, tuning in. I will be back for the next one. I'm Michael Beck. You're listening to the live mic on the Behind the Steel Curtain Network. Thanks guys for tuning in.